You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. Ready to have your mind melted? And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon. Five, four, three, two, one. Well, hello there, my beautiful, sexy friends. What's up? How are you doing? You doing good? How was your weekend, huh? My weekend was not interesting. All I did was I just worked on Saturday, and it fucking sucked. That was probably the worst shift of my life. So I work at In The Zone Bar and Grill. I'm a bar back. I worked there two years ago, and then I just didn't come back after college. I didn't think about it. I just got a different job, right? The manager texted me about a month ago, and they're like, we kind of we could use your help. Um, it's been pretty busy and I said, okay, I'll definitely help you guys out. You know, I don't mind helping people out. And I worked a 13 hour shift. That's already sounds bad in itself. Right. But I got three hours of sleep before. So that shift just fucking sucked from start to end. And you know how being a bar back, you don't have to serve people drinks, but that's what you're supposed to do if it was really busy. And of course it was really busy. Oh my goodness. It was so busy. And you kind of have to have a somewhat smile on your face or basically just not be rude. That's like the bare minimum, you know. And it was just so rough just putting a smile on my face like, hey, hi, what can I get for you guys? Oh, yeah, no problem. I got that for you. Don't worry about it. It fucking sucked. I was so pumped when I got home. I was so sleep deprived during that shift that I just didn't have any emotion to give on the ride home. We got out of there at 2.30, right? And my brother was in the car. We didn't say one word to each other. And I just had zero emotion on my face. That's how sleep-deprived I was at the end of the day. Because with a bar back, you're running around. You don't don't get a break. Like, you're constantly moving around. So, honestly, when I serve people a drink, that's kind of my break. Because I'm not constantly running around. I'm at least walking to go get the drink, right? (laughs) It's it's an easy job, but it's also tough because you're just constantly moving. You don't get any breaks, and you're like, fuck. <sighs> so I was kind of excited to get in my bed when I went to when I got home from my shift, right? Well, I got three hours of sleep again. I thought I was gonna sleep like probably thirteen hours. I I even texted my church buddy. I'm like, dude, church is no way in hell happening. Not fucking at all. There's no way. Because I thought I was going to sleep like a fucking baby. I don't know why, because I'm a diagnosed insomniac, but I thought since I was just so fatigued that my body would just not, it would just ignore my um, disorder for a night. And of course not. It didn't. So I got three hours of sleep that night, which made yesterday just fucking awful. Oh my god, it was terrible. I didn't do anything, but I just couldn't. There was no way I was doing anything. I was sitting at the dinner table with my family. 
And I was just staring off in the distance for like an entire two minutes. They're like, Evan, what are you looking at? And I'm like, I, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I want to do a mental check-in Monday with you guys. If y'all are struggling with something or whatever, come talk to me about it. Like, I want to, if I'm going to share my feelings, I mean, I want my listeners to share their feelings too if they're struggling with something because I'm struggling with something right now and it's called insomnia. My insomnia has been just so bad the last three weeks. It's been terrible. I didn't think it could get any worse, to be honest, but it has. Any motivation that I had left is just gone. Just focusing on having a conversation is getting tough for me, to be honest. It all started three weeks ago when I went to my neurologist appointment and I was so fucking excited. I honestly thought it was going to be the end of the road. Like, we were going to figure something out, you know? Because this was the second... Th- yeah, this was the second time, I believe, that I saw my neurologist. But this was the first time that we did it in person. You know what I fucking hated during COVID? Was all these Zoom meetings. It's one thing if you're doing it for school. But when you're doing this for your mental health. And you're trying to explain to a doctor, like hours and years long of trouble that you've had just over zoom in a 30 minute period is fucking dumb and i i can't believe that this ever became a thing and it's still a thing now like i get advertisements to do like therapy and zoom calls over and like therapy zoom calls right and i'm like how is this a fucking thing i think it's good if you are actually like old and you're at risk right But for someone that I'm really just not at risk for COVID, it's so fucking dumb. So long story short, I was really excited for this neurology appointment. So I get in and the guy's like, so what are you here for? And I was like, oh, uh, I, sorry. I thought, I I thought he was going to know, to be honest. Like I thought he was going to know me by name and be like, Hey, what's up, Evan? Good to see you. Cause we, I mean, we went over the phone once, right? But to be honest, I think I got a different neurologist this time. I can't tell, like, you know, because the voice over the phone is, sounded the same to me, but that was two months ago, right? It's another struggling thing with this insomnia thing is to see anyone, you have to book it like two months in advance. And it just sucks because you got to wait two months, right? So I get there and he's like, so, so what are you in for? And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, uh, I am a diagnosed insomniac, and I've been for two years, and I've been down a long road. I've talked with nurses and doctors, and I've even talked to psychologists, and they sent me to you. We decided that this insomnia thing is mainly not mental, although it kind of was, and I did tell them that. So some of the reason why I am an insomniac is because my mind just races like no other like it doesn't fucking stop i even i have adhd actually but they don't want to put me on um um adderall or anything just because it's a it's a huge fucking stimulant and it it probably wouldn't make me sleep which i actually agree with because i have taken adderall before and i barely slept that night for like um the sat and stuff or finals so I kind of get that. I really do. But yeah, I I told him 
that this was basically a chronic disorder. So what happens when I try to fall asleep is that my arms and legs kind of go numb. It takes a while, it takes about 30 minutes to an hour, but they straight up go numb and then it wakes me up because, you know, that's really uncomfortable. The best way I can describe it is, you, are you ever at like the pharmacy and you put your arm in that blood pressure like sleeve thing and then it tests your blood pressure? I don't think they have them anymore, which is weird because I always used to play with those as a kid whenever my mom had to go pick up something from the pharmacy in King Supers or whatever. I'd put my arm in the, in the blood pressure sleeve and it would take your blood pressure. But anyway, you know how when you do get your blood pressure taken and the sleeve like really squeezes on your arm and it makes your, and it makes the, from your elbow all the way down to your hand, it just basically goes numb because there's no blood getting through and it, you just have that tingling numb feeling, right? Okay, so that's what happens when I try to go to bed. I don't understand it. I don't know why. But that's what I'm trying to figure out, right, with this <laughs> with this neurologist. And I'm not going to lie. I was really frustrated with this guy because basically at the end of the appointment, he just said, listen, nothing looks to be wrong with you. Everything looks good on paper. And I almost shed a tear. I almost did because the six other people I saw before this neurologist said the same thing. And I've expressed it many times. I'm like, guys, listen, I know it looks good on paper. Like, sometimes I really think it's because, like, I'm I, I'm in shape, right? I mean, people take one look at my tits and they're like, well, I mean, this guy probably lifts, right? <laughs> I seriously think they take one look at me and they're like, well, you look pretty healthy. And I'm like, yeah, I know I look healthy, but I'm not sleeping at all. It's been terrible. If you guys had a streak with me last summer, you'll know what I'm talking about. There were so many times where I just got to the point of I was done tossing and turning in my bed all night. So whenever it gets light out, I'll go watch the sunrise. Usually I'll go to North Table Mountain Loop or I'll go to Arvada Lookout as me and Iris call it, which is just this giant hill in Arvada and you can see like basically everything. I would go there like so many mornings and you know, I that's when I'd send my streaks out. And some people would hit me up and they're like, "You're up early. What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Bold of you to assume that I slept." I didn't really say that just cuz I wasn't looking for pity, but I did say that with some people just because they really wanted to know and I was close with them and I'm like, well, here's here's what's going on, you know. There's just so many nights that I'm not sleeping and it's getting so fucking detrimental to my health, you know. And it's this is like the number one cause of my depression. Like I do I am depressed right now. Not like severely. I mean I was there's just bits and pieces where I am severely depressed. And I'm like, this just fucking sucks, man. Like, I don't want to be here anymore, you know? Like, I don't worry. I haven't thought about anything because, you know, I I always tell myself at the end of the day, like, this is absolutely something fixable. I mean, you're just fucking tired and you're fatigued all the time. And that's what's causing this depression, which it is, you know? And that's why I want to get this sleep thing down because then I feel like I can get off my meds for, like, stress and anxiety because that's – I'm, like, really anxious all the time, you know? And – I noticed that it just took a huge upspike in my stressed anxiety when I wasn't sleeping, right? So where was I? That's another symptom of being sleep deprived is that you don't remember anything. 
like I, I remember stuff, but you know, sometimes it happens with this podcast where I'm like, Jesus, what the fuck were we talking about? Right. And that also kind of happens with ADHD as well. Like I'm at a double whammy right now. Right. <laughs> so the neurologist is like, listen, I can put you on some more medication. And I, I was like, no, no. Oh my God, please. No. Cause I've already gone through about eight or nine different medications and none of them worked. I started off with trazodone. That one's a, it's an, it's an antidepressant, but it's supposed to fucking knock you out when, and this is what I first tried with my insomnia because that's just the basic one that you start trying. Like, listen, this is going to knock you the fuck out. And it did kind of, but this was before my chronic pain started. This was just when my mind would race and race and race. And I went to my doctor. I'm like, listen, I can't shut off my mind. They're like, well, let's put you on some trazodone, right? And it worked for a bit, but that trazodone just gives you some night terrors, man. Like, I would wake up in cold sweats, and, like, it would knock me out, but then I'd just have night terrors. Night, not, not, not nightmares, night terrors. And that's where you're waking up in your sleep, and you're moving up, and you're moving in your sleep, and then you just wake up in cold sweats. Like, they were some really fucked up dreams. And I, I just remember thinking when I was on Trazodone, like, how does my mind even get to places like this? Like, it was just some fucked up shit. It was really scary. I'm like, what the fuck? And then another medication I tried was uh, Myrta Zazepine, I think. They, they have some weird names for it. This one wasn't even an antidepressant. It was a sedative. And I'll tell you, it worked. I mean, it would knock me out for like 12 hours. This is why I'm waking up at like 12 p.m. every day or 1 because I take it around 11 o'clock at night. It doesn't kick in for about an hour. And then I will be fucking out cold. But that's not a good solution because, one, sometimes I'd wake up with dead arm or dead leg. And what that is is basically that you cannot, like my entire fucking arm would be so blood deprived and numb that I can't even move it. Like this is common sense, but you need blood in your muscles for them to move, right? Well, my they, they would go numb so bad that there wouldn't be any blood left in my arm and I couldn't move it. And it's weird. It's actually scary when you wake up to it and you can't move your arm. It's kind of like if you ever got surgery, like I got surgery on my collarbone and they give you something called a nerve block. And what they do is it blocks your nerves so you can't move. Like, for instance, I couldn't move my right arm because, it, you know, they didn't want my arm moving during surgery while they were doing my collarbone. So they gave me a nerve block, right? Well, this is what it's like when I, when I sleep on my side. I'm a huge side sleeper. I wish I could be a tummy sleeper because that's probably the most comfortable that's where I feel the less chronic pain, but usually I put my arms above my head, like near my pillow when I'm sleeping, and then those just go numb even faster, right? But you wake up, and you can't move your arm, and you got to... It's really weird when you feel your skin that has no blood either. Have you guys ever touched, like, a thought-out beef or steak? Yeah, like a thought-out steak. Y'all ever touched one of those before? That's kind of what your arm feels like when there's no blood in it. It's it's really squishy and it's weird. And I was like, what the fuck? And then you got to wait like five minutes for the blood to uh, seep back in your arm and stuff. It's kind of sensational, I'm not going to lie. 
when you when you have all that blood flow back into your arm it is so fucking sensational you're like holy shit but you wish you'd, it would never happen in the first place where you know that doesn't have to happen so yeah uh murder zazapine or whatever that is the one good thing that came out of this appointment it's like listen we're gonna take you off this because that's really it's really detrimental to um your kidney and liver function because it's it can go really hard on that right but i had to beg this guy for an mri i i, I t when i tell you guys i almost burst into tears i almost did because this is what the last six um specialists did with me you know they they just took one look at me and i'm not I'm really not trying to be cynical towards the doctors and nurses and neurology neurologists and psychologists that have helped me. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be cynical towards them. But I tell them my problem and I'm not saying they don't take it seriously, but they take one look at me and they're like, Well, you look pretty healthy. And then we just end up not taking it as seriously as I want them to be, you know? So I had to beg this guy for an MRI because, I mean, that's what I've been wanting for a couple months now. But again, it takes two months to ever get in to see anybody, which I don't get because of COVID maybe. I don't know why. I think it's because of COVID, but I got my MRI two weeks ago. It wasn't scary. Uh, I was, I don't do well with needles or anything like that, but... Unless they're doing contrast, which I don't know what that means, but when you get an MRI, you can get something called contrast where they have to put a needle in you and then they can read like probably like your blood levels or something. I don't know. But luckily, if you're not getting contrast, you don't have to get any needles in you. So I didn't, which was really nice. What you do is you just sit in this circular machine and you have to sit there for 30 minutes. They did um, brain work and they did network neck work not network neck work yeah it was 30 minutes the the only thing that sucked about it is that i got pretty claustrophobic because i mean you're in this circular tube and you are not allowed to move at all they're like you need to stay as still as possible and guys i had this bad itch on my cheek and i wanted to itch it so bad it's not like i could because they put like these uh frames like right around your face so it's not like I could even put my hand through them to itch it, but I had to itch it so bad. It was terrible. And it's really fucking loud, too. I'm sure the people that are listening that have gotten an MRI before, they're like, yeah, no shit. But I didn't know that, you know? I didn't I didn't know what I was getting into with an MRI. So I just sat there for 30 minutes. They gave me um, headphones to listen to music because the machine's really loud. It was easy money. I just didn't like being so claustrophobic because the, the wall for the circular tube that you're in is seriously like, I want to say like four to six inches away from your face. And you're like, oh my God. So I'm waiting on those results. I hope they find something, but I hope it's something not serious. This is what kind of causes my stress and anxiety is when you don't sleep, your body, it can do some terrible things over time. One of one of the things that can happen from prolonged sleep deprivation is you can get early onset Alzheimer's or dementia. Like that's really fucking scary, right? Especially since I've had this 
uh, disorder for over two years. And, you know, you'd think it only after two years, like you're going to develop something like that. Like, I know that sounds far fetched for a guy like me, but if it does continue, that's a possibility, right? It mainly happened from this podcast that I listened to where this guy, um, he had a sleep expert on and he just scared the shit out of me. And Jack was the one who suggested it. He's like, dude, you should go listen to this. This thing's fucking, it's really insane. It was really beneficial to learn all this stuff about sleep, but it was really scary because that's something that I don't get. I guess, I don't know what the statistic is, but it says you're more likely to develop cancer cells from prolonged sleep deprivation because what sleep, I mean, sleep isn't just so you can be focused in the morning and, you know, you don't feel fatigued. That's not it. That's like the tip of the fucking iceberg. What it is, is that, one, it flushes all the unwanted toxins and whatever you developed in your body over the day. It flushes those out, right? So, it's honestly like, with sleep, when you're sleeping, your body flushes out, like, all the bad stuff that you developed over the day, which is fucking nice, right? And when you don't sleep, they don't flush it out, and it just keeps it there. And what can happen is... um when your cells multiply, they can multiply wrongly or develop unwanted cells, a.k.a. cancer cells. And you can... And those are just the little things I worry about just because sometimes I had this notion that I'm just unlucky. Like, a lot of bad stuff happens to me. I'm just mainly talking injury-wise because I always get injured. And when I hear these things, such as you can develop early onset Alzheimer's from sleep deprivation, I'm always like, well, that'll probably happen to me. Again, that's 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 far-fetched, but that's just like my stress going out of control. And it's just, I don't know, it's the dumb things that I think about, right? I'm not going to lie, though. I think I've kept it pretty well together. Um, from being sleep-deprived from over two years, one of, one of the symptoms you can get is irritation. And I get fucking irritated a lot. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't. I don't ever express it, you know, because no one, no, no one wants to be around a guy that's just irritated and frustrated all the time. But, but I like to think I keep it, you know, myself well put together. Like I still have some motivation to do things, and it's mainly just lifting and working. But. You hear that when you're someone is really sleep deprived, you don't have any motivation to do anything, and your attention span is really small. And I'm just thankful that I haven't completely gotten there yet. But I definitely had a little decline in that for sure. I haven't told a lot of people this, but um, I didn't do school last semester because I was just so stressed out and I couldn't focus in class. I couldn't focus on homework. I couldn't do anything. It was when you get no sleep at night and then you have to go to class and give your best. That's the hardest thing to do. Then you got to go home. You got to do homework. And then if you get behind on one assignment, one turns into five. And that's just what happened with me. I didn't have any attention span to give for school. And I can't believe I have some from work, but that's mainly just because, you know, driving for Papa John's or Uber Eats is pretty easy, right? Excited to get these MRI results back. I hope we are at the end of this insomnia thing. 
because it's it it is taking a toll on my health for sure. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean for this episode to be so down in the dumps. But I told, I mean, I've I've said it many times. I want to be honest with you guys. You know, my life is isn't all candy and rainbows. We all we all have struggles. I mean, this is without a shadow of a doubt the hardest thing that I've been struggling with for two years. And this is I've been wanting to talk about this ever since I started the podcast because I think only two people know about my insomnia, maybe three, and even them they don't even know like the. They just know the tip of the iceberg. They don't know like how deep I've gone into um, trying to fix this. So yeah, I just wanted to do a mental check-in Monday with you guys. Victoria Volpe, who was supposed to come on yesterday, she said she couldn't because she has to get her uh, vaccine or whatever. And I said, thank God, because I was just in no way, shape, or form ready to do a podcast um, yesterday. (laughs) So she should be coming on next week. And and then hopefully I will keep getting guests on. Um, This is kind of a hard time to get some guests on just because we're all going back to school. Like three people that I've already thought to come on the podcast, they're already back at school, and I'm like, ah, shit. So I will continue to try to keep getting guests on. And, uh, yeah, school is coming up. I am really fucking scared, actually, because I figured by then I would have had this insomnia thing figured out. But... Again, I don't blame the people that I saw because I feel like this is such a rare thing because when I tell the specialists that I've talked to, they're kind of like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And my blood pressure looks good. You know, I've done a lot of blood work. It, it looks fine. So, again, I didn't blame the neurologist when he's like, listen, everything looks good on paper. Your blood work looks good. Your blood pressure looks good. So, yeah, I don't blame the guy for saying everything looks good on paper. So, it's, it's got to be something rare. I think it's a chronic, well, I know it's a chronic disorder. I just don't know how we're supposed to treat it, right? Which is why when he, he gave me some new medication, he gave me gabapentin, which is supposed to help with nerves at the end of, like, your toes and hands and fingers and stuff i've tried a couple times and it's it's not working but i don't know i didn't try my medication for like one or two weeks just because i was just so saddened by that neurology appointment that i went to that i just i didn't even think about trying it because that was like medication number 10 and i'm like god damn it but I'm scared as shit to start school. I am. Because I've been try- I've been working at this since October. And I remember thinking during that October time, like, oh, shit, um, the spring semester for January 2021 is coming up. Uh, I hope I have it fixed by then. And I didn't. And then I took a semester off, and I'm like, okay, I got eight months to figure this out. And fast forward, here we are. And we're still kind of in the dark. 
which scares the shit out of me because I'm, you know, starting nursing, which is no fucking walk in the park. And the attention span that I had back in October is just about the same now. Maybe even worse just because of the last two weeks. But... I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna give it a try. School starts on the twenty third, which is my birthday, which is so funny. This is like the fifth year that I've been on this planet where school, um, the first day of school happens to be on my birthday. But this is however many years I've been going to school, the seventeenth time or whatever, where uh, my school. Like, the first week of school's on my birthday. Not the first day, but the first week. It sucks, kind of. I don't know. August is not my favorite. Most people are like, so, is your favorite month on your birthday? I'm like, no, should it be? Right? <laughs> I'm like, not not even close. My birthday is on the 23rd, and it's always the first week of school, which you can't ditch. Which I kind of want to ditch, you know? I don't think you should have to go to school or work on your birthday. I think that's retarded. But also, um, it's on a Monday, so I'm going to have to release an episode for that day, too. Which I don't mind. This is something that I love doing. I love fucking podcasting, even in how, for how much I'm down in the dumps. I still want to keep doing this podcast. Like, it's so much fun, and I love it. So, yeah, I think I'm going to cut it short for you guys. Um, I think a short and sweet mental check-in Monday for you guys is just all I wanted to do for today so um I will be having guests on next week and I will keep trying to get more guests on as school starts up and more people start leaving so don't worry about it I will do my very best to get some more guests on so thank you for coming to my TED talk guys I mean I know that wasn't that wasn't the most uplifting episode ever but I want to share my feelings with you guys, regardless if they're good or bad or sad or happy. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys, and I will see you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace!